Hi, this is the Let's Train Your Brain podcast, a podcast that encourages you to reflect, grow, and expand your mental toolbox. My name is Annie Ursta, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a certified life coach with a background in psychology, and my purpose is to help people transform their mindset for the better. This podcast is made for you that are open and willing to grow and curious to learn more about how the mind works. Sounds interesting? Well, let's get right to it. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to episode nine of the Let's Train Your Brain podcast. I have been thinking about what should the theme of this week's podcast episode be about, especially as we are in the week of Thanksgiving. So I thought, what am I grateful for that I know? And decided that I wanted to share some of what has really helped me in my journey on training my brain. But before I start, I want to say thank you so much for the feedback that we got from last week's episode and that I had together with George. It was so much fun having him on and I'm excited to have him on more often. Throughout my educational journey of studying psychology, I learned a lot about the human mind and behavior. But it wasn't until my life coach certification that I was handed, I guess, more practical tools for how to handle my thoughts in a more useful way. Sure, reading a lot of books has also helped me with this, but the certification process in itself educated me more in depth than I've ever experienced before. The tools we are taught specifically is called NLP, and it stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. What NLP is, is a psychological approach that involves analyzing strategies to reach a personal goal. And it mainly focuses on what we see, what we feel, and the things that we hear inside our mind. Most of the time that we process our thoughts are purely automatic and based upon old behavior and old habits, which means if you're pretty good at handling your thoughts, then I'm sure this isn't a big issue for you. But if you're like most of the people in the world, you have between a 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts each day where 80% of these are negative, while 95% of these are the exact same repetitive thoughts as the day before. These numbers come from the National Science Foundation. I'm sharing these numbers to give you the perspective of how big an influence, how big of an influence our thoughts have, while also bringing you hope that this is something we can work on. NLP has this underlying idea that all of our actions are meant to be positive for us. And this is where things really blew my mind. The problem is that our brain wants us to survive not necessarily become successful and challenge ourselves with whatever goal we have in mind. That means that although our action is meant well, such as if you're not showing up on a date because it's uncharted territory and you feel unsafe, although your brain says, don't do it, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should bail on your date when in reality, it might, you might actually think it could be a nice fit. 
and no shame to those who have ghosted people. It sucks, but it has happened and it will happen. Um, I've done it myself, um, so I just wanted to put that out there. It's understandable when you're in a situation that you can feel um, overwhelmed. However, the point is, although your brain is thinking that this is going to help you stay safe by not going, it isn't always the most useful thought to have. And your brain can easily keep us stuck. However, this can make us have more compassion for our brain, simply knowing that our brain means well, but it's not always that beneficial for us. I'll give you another example, just to make sure that you get what I'm saying here. After I had to move back to Norway because of a surf injury, after living in Hawaii for three years, I took some shifts at an elementary school back home. I helped teachers and worked with the kids. It wasn't really a lot of responsibility and um, quite a comfortable position, I would say. And I had a lot of fun with the kids. It was a good time. But then I got a phone call from the principal at the junior high school and got asked if I wanted to be a full-time teacher for an eighth grade. Remind you, I'm not a teacher. Now that is a lot of responsibility. I believe I said that I would give a response back in a day or two. But within myself, I already knew that I personally need challenges to feel alive. And I'm sure I could easily feel stuck with a lack of responsibility. However, back to how the brain was working, my brain saw red flags in every corner yelling, danger, danger, danger. While the growth mindset that I've developed over the past years, as well as, I guess, the adventurous Annie, saw this as a unique opportunity to do something I've simply not done before. I remember family members being worried that I took water above my head. Understandably so, as I actually said yes to this. But it really is true, as they say, that you never know unless you try. I often think back on that year I was a teacher. It was one of the best experiences I ever had. Working with teenagers, being a part of their journey was incredibly fulfilling. The schoolwork, I didn't care for that much, but the human interactions, they were amazing. And not to say that the teachers and the coworkers I was working with, it really was a good time. All this to say, my brain wanted to protect me, but I had to analyze why I felt this way and reflect upon the pros and the cons of saying yes to it. The same is for you. Some can handle more change and bigger challenges than others, and that's completely okay, although it was for me doesn't mean that it would be for you because we all have different personalities and wants and desires in life. My point is by using neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, we can get a better picture of the different situations we experience in life. So, so far I've mentioned what NLP is and how our brain mainly wants us to survive and it means well with it. Let's move forward with what we practically can do 
to bring more helpful perspectives to our thoughts. As NLP tries to detect and modify our unconscious biases and our limiting beliefs, limitations, they focus on three main pillars, kinesthetic, visual, and auditorial. So that means what you feel, what you see, and what you hear. NLP is mainly used for personal development as well as actually phobias and anxiety. All of us favor one more than the others when it comes to kinesthetic, visual, and auditorial. If you talk with someone and they're sharing something with you, ask yourself this. Would you reply with, I feel you? I see what you mean? Or, I hear what you're saying? Often with clients, I ask the questions of what they hear, see, and feel just to get a better picture of how they view their thoughts. In addition to this, we have something called logical levels. The logical levels helps us sort out our thoughts. I remember in my certification, this was talked about as different laundry bins. How you would sort of white clothes from dark clothes, towels, dresses, etc. There are five logical levels. The identity, which is who, beliefs, why, capabilities, how, behaviors, what, and environment, where. And I don't, you don't need to remember these, but just remember there are five logical levels. The reason I like logical levels is because the model shows us the distinction between belief and reality and how we can change our beliefs. So just remember, it, it's kind of like laundry bins. You're kind of sorting out uh, your thoughts about certain situations. Let me give you an example. So this is for me. I honestly do not like paperwork. So the first logical level is identity. So my identity is that I'm not a paperwork type of person. It makes me anxious. The second one, my belief is, um, my belief in my why is because I've never been good with it. And I dread to do it until the last minute, which of course gives me even more anxiety. The third level is capability. My capability and my how is that I know that I'm capable to do it. There are tools out there to get help. I can ask George for help, but so often the anxiousness takes over. The fourth level behavior is that I end up doing nothing until the last minute because it's uncomfortable. And the last logical level is environment. And my environment is a van where I'd rather do anything else that's fun. So kind of filling out these different laundry bins, asking myself these questions, now I can figure out which level that I want to work on. So for myself, when I'm kind of reflecting back on these different you know, laundry bins, I see that I want to work on the identity level because I think if I can change that, it will most likely change the other logical levels as well. Because if I'm not, if I'm able to not look at myself as a paperwork person, as a not a paperwork person, I believe really that can change the others. 
This might be a bit complex to understand without having a visual in front of you. At least it is for me. But to say it as simplified as possible, when you have an issue you want to work with, you look at the situation and you find something that you can work on to make the situation better for you. An example can be how people food prep, they pack gym clothes the day before, and they go to the gym right after work. The reasoning they do this is because it makes it easier for them to stay on track with the goals that they have. Instead of going home after work and then kind of contemplating, ah, oh, do I want to go to the gym? Do I not? But then you've already set yourself up for success. The logical levels is pretty much like this, but it's distinguishes between five logical levels to better sort out your thoughts about the situation. So hopefully this was a bit more understandable. And of course, if you have any questions in regards to this, please feel free to message me on let's.train.your.brain on Instagram. So lastly, before we end today's episode, I want to share one more practical way that you can work on your thoughts. And this has a lot to do with changing perspective and how much you let the thoughts influence you. And I, I will say, I really believe changing perspective is the most important thing when it comes to training your brain, the way that you look at things. So let me give you an example of this. Let's say you struggle with confidence and self-doubt. So you have this thought in your mind that people don't respect you because you're not necessarily the one to talk the loudest. You struggle to take up room and you're afraid that people would either laugh or think that you're stupid. And then this thought is constantly going on in your mind many times a day. Times a day. And if you remember, as I said earlier, 95% of your thoughts are repetitive thoughts from the day before. Um, so this is definitely a situation I could imagine, you know, a client would have. Or I could have myself, um, but this is just giving you an example here. So a tool is to focus on this thought. What does it look like in your mind when you're feeling this way? What is this thought telling you? What do you see? So let's say that in your mind... When you're hearing these voices saying this, you imagine that um, you see yourself as a small person while the people that are talking louder than you, they're standing in a circle around you and they're much bigger than you are. You hear that your voice isn't as loud as the other people and it's hard for you to be heard. You see that your body language is weak. You're trying to make yourself look small, not taking up much room. So this is kind of what you envision in your mind when you think of this, or these rep repetitive thoughts that are coming over and over and over. So what can you do practically? Changing the perspective of your thoughts look a lot like this. Envision the image you have in your mind. Change your body language in this image. Okay, so you, um, you kind of look smaller. Make yourself look big. Lessen the volume of the people's voices. Raise the volume of your own. Maybe you can change the clothes you're having in this image to make you feel and look more powerful. 
maybe you want to put the people that were standing around you in a circle in the background. Or even mute them. Or if you want, get rid of them. Put a smile on your face. Think of a time where you felt powerful and heard as you are putting a smile on your face. Remember, your brain just wants you to make you feel safe. So the idea of not saying anything means you'll not get any, any negative feedback. While in reality, it's really holding you back from being your best and your true self. So, these are examples of how to practically change your thoughts to become more useful and healthy. But it really can be hard to fully comprehend this as I'm explaining it in a podcast. What I want, what it boils down to is perspective. Changing the way we look at things when we feel stuck into a more helpful thought pattern. What I'm saying here is the same that I do with a lot of clients as a life coach. But it has truly changed my life for the better as well. Just knowing that there's tools like these out there to help us live better lives. Changing the way I think of certain situations, making me feel unstuck. That's why I want to share stuff like this with you. So that we can train our brains together. Because speaking of experience, it can truly be life transforming. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the Thanksgiving holiday. I know that holidays like this can be hard and complex for a lot of us. Which is... Why I hope that, especially today, of course, as well as any other day, you're being kind to yourself. You're setting healthy boundaries for what is okay and not okay for you. Always fill your glass first before you pour out to others. I hope to see you next week. But until then, feel free to subscribe, like, download, and follow Let's Stop Train by Your Stop Brain on Instagram. So that is it for now, friends. Take care.